LinkedIn is where we, when you, when you go on a LinkedIn, have you just think about yourself? Oh, let me see if I can connect with some potential partners. Or I'm in a business mind. That's the mindset. When you are on TikTok, you just want to have enjoyment of a little video. When you're on Facebook, you're probably looking at grandkids' pictures, you know, family stuff. How does it feel when you say, okay, buy my coaching when I'm trying to look at my grandkids' pictures? Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like an intrusion into someone's like a mental space. Yeah. LinkedIn is a, almost like a nine to five job where you are in a business mode and a job mode and you are you are almost required to do it as a part of your job, as a part of your growth of your business. Growing a business is tough. Believe me, I know. I'm a serial entrepreneur with three startups behind me. One went public, the second busted because of bad decisions by the CEO. That was me, by the way. And the third grew to $100 million in sales as part of a larger company that got sold. It took me 20 years to learn how to do it right, but now I'm on a quest to get you there much faster. I'm hosting senior business leaders, entrepreneurs, and world-class experts. Together, we search for gold, strategies, systems, processes, and practical tips that you can implement to grow your business. You will hear fascinating business stories, really funny moments, and lots of actionable business tips. Welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator. Hello and welcome back to the Business Growth Accelerator. This is Isar Metis, your host. And I've got something very special for you today. You all know that I'm a huge believer in building relationships and that's my entire business and the way I operate is built about building relationships and finding ways on how to do that more effectively. You also know that the main channel that I'm operating on is LinkedIn. Hence, you won't be surprised when I would tell you that I heard that there is somebody out there that provides a service that allows you to send direct messages, personalized messages to potential audience in order to connect with them on LinkedIn, not through an automation mechanism, not through LinkedIn ad, actual people that sends personalized messages and respond and help you grow your reach on LinkedIn as a service. I was very, very intrigued. Hence, I asked Muhammad Sadiq to join us at the show today. Now, in addition to this really unique service that Muhammad provides, he's a real estate investor, which means he knows one or two things on how to invest his time and money properly. He's a philanthropist, which means he cares about people. And he's a best-selling author and a podcast host, which means he knows how to share and explain the things that he does, which makes him the perfect guest for the show. So I'm truly excited to welcome Muhammad to the show. Thank you so much for joining us at the Business Growth Accelerator today. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. So, Muhammad, before we begin and dive into the really unique service that you provide and, and how to do lead generation LinkedIn, tell us a little bit about your professional history. How did you get to the point that you're doing what you're doing today? I have a master's in computer science. And when you do a computer degree, that means you learn how to speak with computer, not with human beings much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I migrated to US in 97. And I started entrepreneurship has been my kind of breed for a long time. And I became a partner with one of my, you know, someone had already had a company, they kind of say, let's become a partner. I know you know how to recruit people. I said, really? 
We started a company for $694. It was, in fact, I did not even had a credit card. It was on his Amex card. So I, I put virtually really practically put a $0 from my pocket. And then I, he offered me a 10% partnership in his company. I asked him, that's such a great, you know, <clears throat> I'm really blessed that you offered me a partnership. What I have to achieve the milestones to, so we, we become equal partner. You set the milestones, I will work on that. So six months later, we were a 50-50 equal partner. Amazing. And then 12, we were then, like a year later, we were selling for millions of dollars of online. And 12 years later, we sold that company for good change, you know? Amazing. What was the company doing? It's an e-commerce business. E-commerce. Once I sold the company, then as I start, let me figure out what was the best at it, what I really suck at it. You know, you're kind of introspective of your own. Yeah. And so what was my USP? My USP was building a relationship with my, with my vendors, with my partners, with the customers. They will not switch for the price, you know? Yeah. That was my USP. And we were the number one competing worldwide with the 30 companies. Our volume was such a higher that number two, number three, number four combined volume was way less than us. So we were way different, you know, much higher. Our differentiation was the relationship. Then I thought from here onward, I'm going to focus on what we are really good at it. Building relationship. Now, almost like a 20 years later, we do it at a scale. For Amazing. ourselves, for ourselves, for companies, for clients all over the world. Amazing. So, first of all, we we follow a very sim a very similar path, you and me, right? That we figured out that really the only the only thing in today's world that allows you to differentiate is relationships. Everything else you can copy. If you build relationships, you can grow a business in a way that's very very hard to copy because you own the relationship, and it will be very hard for somebody else to, to replace that. And the only problem that people have, and it's a problem that you and I both solve for clients in very, very different ways, is that you have limited time to build relationships. And if you want to scale your company, you need to find a way on how to scale that capability. So, but before we dive into the exactly how, why LinkedIn? I know your focus is on LinkedIn. Why LinkedIn? Today, there's, you know, 10 years ago, there was Facebook. Five years ago, there was Facebook and Instagram and, well, Twitter, right? And now there's like 20 different platforms. Why LinkedIn? Before you say someone is listening to me and label me a LinkedIn guy, I'm on every major platform, okay? I love all of them. Just make Fair. sure, okay? <laughs> Let's just clear the myth out, okay? LinkedIn is where we, when you, when you go on a LinkedIn, have you just think about yourself? Oh, let me see if I can connect with some potential partners. I'm in a business mind. That's the mindset. When you're on TikTok, you just want to have enjoyment of a little video. When you're on Facebook, you're probably looking at grandkids' pictures, you know, family stuff. <clears throat> How does it feel when I say, okay, buy my coaching when I'm trying to look at my grandkids' pictures? Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like a intrusion into someone's like a mental space. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We have done successfully on Facebook too. However, certain things works very well on Facebook. However, if you really want to look at like a LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a 
almost like a nine to five job where you are in a business mode and a job mode and you are you are almost required to do it as a part of your job as a part of your growth of your business i rather meet when someone my prospect is in a business mindset versus trying to do a have personal time with their family or you know just having entertainment for themselves that's why the linkedin is my focus makes perfect sense right so so you're saying that the difference is people are in linkedin to do business they're looking for business opportunities so you make them a business offer you have a higher chances of it converting so a service that allows you to grow relationships on linkedin is very unique but before again one more step before we dive into that there are multiple things you can do on linkedin to connect with people to do lead generation on linkedin can you name some and tell me what are your favorites and why many things can be done on any platform just same as on linkedin one would be let's let's connect and then okay here's the buy my here's my link buy my stuff you know i gave you 10% off or something just like buy my stuff you know yeah that's a almost every oh my i don't know you i'm not trying to you know let's build a relationship and they don't really care they just want to sell you know yeah 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 so that has ruined the relationship right to start with you kind of burn before you even do it if you notice when someone introduce you to to someone you feel obligated to speak with that person even though you may or may not are a good fit for each other yet because oh some because i sr introduced me to i let me just get on a call maybe even 5 minutes that's okay so you feel obligated to get engage into that conversation sr is that right sure absolutely i'll tell you something that i do again as a little trick for people i use video introductions like when i really want to introduce two people i don't even send a message i create a little group chat within linkedin and i record uh video messages i use dub but you can use whatever you know bomb bomb or any other platform you want and i record a message and i introduce the people and 100% of people the people connect after that which again you create an even higher level of obligation but when somebody introduces me i always respond 100% of the cases yeah if the same person out to you directly say i don't know but how are if they coming from introduction or feel obligated to actually respond that's the key sure. part so that's the one we do introductions at a mass scale okay okay no direct sale no links in the one it's just a simple message however it's a positioning to the person who you are actually introducing it to so they know if this introduction is kind of worth my time or i don't i'm not interested in doing it you know? okay so they can make the informed decision if they really want to take on that introduction before the even introduction comes okay so like kind of almost like a pre selling the person and then if they say yes sound interesting i think that that would be great to have introduction in my network then you create a group chat recap certain things what you said in the past in in the in the intro that really creates a 30% 40% response to the client for really you know they may or may not buy right away however they, because we are only making introduction to their ideal client at start with anyway you know so Okay so introduction but but what usually is the call to action right at the end of this there is a there's some kind of a call to action is the call to action just an introduction is the call to action something else that then leads to potential better relationships 
Okay, once we do a group chat and make the introduction, at the end say, now you are connected. I don't want to leave any call to action because I want to be introducing person. Got it. Then on my client on the other side, they, they will say, Sadiq, thank you for the intro. And th thanks, nice to connect with this all on the other side. And plus, uh, here's the link to my calendar. Let's jump on a call to take it so, from there, you know? Okay. I have an interesting question though. So when, when we talk about introductions, like usually when I get introduced to people, when I introduce people, I get introduced by somebody I know. It's usually not a random person that introduces me, but your service would, I assume, be a random person, right? It's somebody that, that works for your company that will introduce me yeah. to somebody that doesn't know me or the introducer. So how does that work? It's a great question, Isar. Thank you. <laughs> all the people come from my team who are going to create this at a scale. They all will connect with you first so you know who they are. Yeah. So uh, it's not a personal level, really, but they are in the first level connections. Sure. All the new leads, they are connected with them. So they make the introduction. And you, uh, as a client, have the full control of the message what we are sending them on a first to connect. And then when we, before we make the introduction, it's like every message is pre-approved. Okay. So really, I think that's a good segue to go into the, into the, the process itself, right? So we understand why LinkedIn, because the mindset of the people, we understand that the best way to make that connection to work is through introduction, like personal written introductions in an actual one-to-one -one message. And the numbers you're talking about are obviously magical to anybody listening. You said 30 to 40%. That's incredible. Like no ad, no, no organic posts, no nothing will get you anything close to that number. So it's, it's obviously tempting to understand how this works. So can you walk us through the process? Like what actually happens? Let's say I hire you. First of all, exactly what am I hiring you for? Like what are we aiming to achieve? Usually what are the, the companies hire you to achieve? And then what are the steps? Let's break it down one by one. It's a great question. That's what everybody who's listening or watching, they want to know that oh, how that works. You know, the first of all, we ask the client, who is your target client? Like an avatar you are trying to connect with. They may become your, like a potential JV partner, or they may become your direct affiliates for you, or they may become your direct client. So they decide. Okay. So we use simple say linkedin.com or sales navigator based on what the target market is. So let's say there's a 30,000 of them on LinkedIn based on your defined criteria. This is the industry. This is the title of that company, of that uh, potential prospect. And this is the company size. This is what they do as a function like a business development or operations or IT. You know, it could be anything. So now we get the exact avatar and there are like a 50,000 people or 30,000 people. And we kind of do this like this on Zoom call, just to share it on with the client working together. Not like, hey, I know you. No, let's, let's find out who they are. It's okay, that's, that's true. Now the next step is how many introductions you want from this. Because okay. Here is your, like a target you want to shoot. Then how many introductions you want? They say, I want to... 30 every month, I want a 50 every month, I want a hundred every month. We have a client right now, they need a 20 every day, 15 every day. So it depends everyone yeah, because yeah. they have a multiple sales people who can take the call, that's why, you know? 
one person 15 call probably will be too much every day you know so based on that then we come up with okay okay here's the first message we are going to do what you want us to share a message with, uh, with the prospect when we connect with them and mostly people know now if they don't know the 100 invitation limit every week yeah so to get a 50 100 qualified kind of introduction to you in a month if you invite 100 a week it will not happen yeah yeah, yeah. so we assign 50 people 100 people 200 people on, on that campaign so they all are outreaching to all of them not like a divided into sub lists you know yeah so i outreach to a thousand people second person outreach to a thousand people there's a 50 people there will be 50,000 people yeah in a month so and no one is overlapping each other it's like everyone is going yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not bugging the same person <laughs> no, no 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 because then yeah. it will just disqualify right away anyway you know of course and then from there the next step is the moment they connect they say okay based on your profile sr and my network i like to introduce you to mr x who does this 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 this, this. with your permission I like to make an intro. So we wait for their response. Now they know that message has everything if this is interest to them or not. This, they will say sound interesting, happy to, uh, thank you so much for thinking of me, you know, all those kind of good stuff. Yeah. And some will say, I'm not ready for this level of intro yet. Okay. It's okay. So far, I've yet to find somebody who's mad at me. For, hey, I'm going to introduce you to someone. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. you say, I, I mean, that's where you started with, right? People are yeah. in the mindset of looking for business partnerships. Yeah. And then if all the positive replies, then we create a group chat with the, our client. And then from there, we are done. They take over, you know. And then we ask them to, hey, offer them, let's get on a call to get to know each other better. And then from there, they take, you know, discovery calls and sales potential agreements or whatever, you know. Interesting. So I want to ask, well, one thing I want to, kind of like uh, go back to and, and reframe for people because you, you mentioned it as part of something else, but it's very, very important. And I don't know if everybody knows this. The level of search you can do on LinkedIn is incredible. So said, you know, Mohammed said, oh yeah, we, we have the target audience. And then he mentioned a list of like five or six things. You can do this on your own. You can go to LinkedIn and say, I want to look at companies who have 50 to 100 employees I want to look for people that the companies are IT companies, and I want to look for companies who, and I want to look for the people who are VPs of sales or directors of sales in those companies, and it will generate the list for you. And then from there, you can do even smarter things that require a little more manual work. But let's say you only want to look at companies who have less than 10 salespeople. So you can go into the specific company and see how many people have a sales title. Just look at everybody in the company and see how many people. So you can get very, very targeted in finding the list of people. And you can do that on your own. But I think the knowing that this is possible, I know a lot of people who don't know that is possible. And they're like, what? You can do this? I'm like, yeah, you can, you can do it. It doesn't cost anything. Approaching the people is, is the problem that, that Muhammad is solving because you can, you're limited with the amount of approaches that you can do every month. So that's number one. Number two that I'm curious about, we talked in our previous call, we talked about driving people to events instead of to an immediate connection with a person. 
I know it's something that you've done a lot with, and I'm curious, A, what's the benefit of doing that? And B, what's the methodology of doing that? Well, there are people on outreach to their target uh, audience. One way is one-to-one calls. And some says, no, I don't have time for one-to-one call. Uh, I will do one-to-many. Okay. So because they are, let's say Tony Robbins, just example, they are not my client, they're just full disclosure, okay? Like a higher authority, they say my time is, is not valuable for one-to-one calls. I'm really good in one-to-many and I present a lot better. Leverage of your time, basically. Sure. Event is a leverage of your time. Yep. So you set up a date and LinkedIn events are very powerful for this and you have to set up the right way, okay? There's a, many people are doing a completely wrong. Perfect. So let's go. What is the right way to set up an event on LinkedIn? <clears throat> the right way is you always set up an event on your company page, not on your personal profile. Okay. Why? Because once you set up on a company page, LinkedIn gives you another option that says allow LinkedIn registrations. Use a LinkedIn for registrations. And LinkedIn, once you register it on a LinkedIn using a LinkedIn registrations, now you get the name, email, title, and the company of everyone who is attend- registering for the event, email of every person. Amazing. So where do you get it? Is it like on a list on LinkedIn somewhere that you can download it? Yeah. Whoever is the host organizing an event, yeah, yeah. they will see the download the all the attendee list. You know, you can upload to CRM and just up- upload to Zoom and, you know, like send it to all of them. Unless you do it on a company page and use a LinkedIn registration, Everywhere else, they will, you will see attendee, but no, you don't have the email address. That means you cannot go beyond the event date and time. Listen, this tip was worth this whole conversation for me and probably for a <laughs> lot of other people because it's, it's really a huge big deal, right? So basically what you're saying that even the people who do not show up to the event, like they register on LinkedIn, but they didn't show up and I know they're interested because they signed up for the event. I can then follow up with them through an email because I have their email address just because of that little difference. Building your list. Everybody say money is in the list. Excuse me. <clears throat> money is in the list. Guess what? This is how you're building a list of interested people of your target audience. And once you set up the event the right way, now you can do it yourself or engage people like us who can, okay, here's my 100,000 target audience invite them to this event page. So what we do is kind of semi-manual. It's not automation. We may engage 200 people, 300 people, again, based on what the size is and how many days our event is away. So as an example, today alone, we have an event a few hours later that was promoted in seven days to 50,000 people. Wow. And how many, okay, just out of curiosity, how many people sign up after 50,000? 1300 something. 1300. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not a bad ratio. Like yeah. it still gets you 1300 people within a week to one event. Yeah. Do you have, I, I know it's not the first time you're running this rodeo. So how many people actually show up or would probably show up out of those 1300? You know, that would be from zero to 20, 30%. You know why? Yeah. <clears throat> Every client has a different way how they can engage them once they sign up. Some people are pro and some are not. Got it. I will tell them here the best practice. 
However, they may be doing their way for the last 10 years. They don't want to listen to Sadiq. You know, that's okay too. <laughs> so so what's, what's the best practice? How do you follow up with people who signed up so they show up to the event? The best practice is you have an VA one, two, three on your side as a client. Yep. The moment they are registering on this one, you send them a personalized message. Hey, thank you so much for registering for the event. Here's a bonus, unannounced bonus, little video, you know, which is kind of giving them absolutely value. And then just curious, what's the biggest challenge you want us to cover on the event? Engage them, you know. And once they do it that way, once whatever they share, hey, I'm going to ask the speaker or pass on this one. So they are going to cover it on event. Now they're really leading them to show up on the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited because it's more or less what we're doing for ourselves and for our clients, right? So we do, what we do is we create a live talk show, a weekly live talk show for our clients. So it's basically an event that happens every single week. Every single week, there's a guest. And every single week, we help them capture more and more audience that becomes, we pour into their community, that becomes a, a group on whatever platform, usually Facebook, but could be other groups. And really, we're doing everything you said with two small additions. So again, I'm, I'm very excited that you said, because I, I was very curious to see, are we doing the right thing? So I'm happy to see we're doing the right thing. We're doing two small more things, which is eventually our events happen on Zoom because not necessarily because it's the best platform, but because everybody knows Zoom. So there's less friction as far as getting people in there. If we see like a day, two days before that people did not actually sign up to the Zoom call, but they are signed up on the LinkedIn event, we send them another message saying, oh, by the way, Thank you so much for signing up. But the fact you sign up for the LinkedIn event is not enough. You got to be signed up over here. Here's the direct link to the Zoom event that you can connect and join the event. And oh, by the way, if they actually sent us a question, the VA will tell, and we're going to answer your question live, kind of like going back to now they're committed, right? Because it's a question they asked. It's what they want to get out of the event. And now they're like, of course, I want to hear so-and-so who's the speaker answer my question. So... Yeah, so that's, I, I think great, the process It's a is, great, great strategy. Thank you so much for sharing. I think we are just having a conversation with each other and everybody else is getting a bonus, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Here's something you can tweak it to make it even better. Are you open? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it does not matter how many people you ask them to send them a Zoom link, not 100% will sign in. Is that right? For sure. Okay. The way I mentioned a moment ago, how I have the LinkedIn registration, Download that every day and upload to Zoom and import. Now everybody 100% registered. You never miss a person. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> well, they still need to know what the link is, right? But that will send them no, LinkedIn, an invite Zoom directly will send from them LinkedIn. Yes, Zoom will send them the link. Thank you for registering and all that. So, so I ask my client do it twice oh a day. My you know, God. this is so 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 smart. <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, so. How do you, so you set up the event on LinkedIn, on the company page, you follow up with a personalized message saying, I saw you signed up. Thank you very much. What do you want to know about? Here's kind of like a snippet maybe of what we're going to be talking about or something that the, and again, for us, it's, it's very easy to do the, the video thing, which I never thought about, but we do, and you've seen this because you've been with me. We do a pre-interview, a pre-show with each and every one of our guests. So 
we have it recorded. So we have things that they said on general topics that we can use as a promotional thing. So I'm like, my head is spinning now very, very fast on things that we're not doing that we should be doing. But so what do you do in the event itself? Do you have best practices on what the event should be in order to attract the right audience and in order to gain the most out of the fact that people actually joined? Event is like a webinar and webinar, if it's a sales webinar, then there's a different format and there are specialist people who help you to build a webinar, you know? And if they're just like in a talk show, that's a different because you are not in, intended to sell really, you know, you're just engaging your community, you know? So every event has a different objective based on the objective, I would say, like they say, consult to a doctor, I would say consult to the expert <laughs> of that event. Okay. Our role is to bring your target audience to your event. Now you take it as a client, you take it from there. Mostly people who ask for an event as a client, they know what they're doing. They know, he says, you bring people to the event. I know what to do. You know, your role is just focus on promoting the event. So two more follow-up questions. One is what's the recommended lead time to start inviting people to an event? Because if it's sales calls, then it's forever, right? I have a sales team. They're going to take the calls. But if it's an event, what's the optimal lead time to start inviting people? I would say if you're once you're let's say someone is becoming my client first time, we need at least a two week lead time. Okay. One week is setting up and plus client will have, oh, how about this? How about this? Like little questions to get to yeah, 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 getting yeah. on the same page. For us, I can do it in all in one session because I know what to cover, what not to say. You know, the client will process it. Then now they have 10 more questions. It's okay. That's a human being. I'm happy to answer those 10. That will generate five more questions later, you know. Then the follow-up meetings kind of thing. So in one week, and then takes a one week for me to put a team together, assigned to the project, so they are ready to go. So I would say two weeks, minimum two weeks. So two weeks away, then you start getting registrations. We take based on how much your target audience you want, let's say 200,000, 300,000. We are talking about large volume, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's economy of scale. So we outreach to them. So based on your target size, then I can tell you how long it will take us to actually outreach to them. So sometimes it's a one week, sometimes it's a two weeks. Again, based on the size, you know. Yeah. If you are having an event, let's say some people have an event every week. Yeah. That's okay too. Because now we are promoting that week, two weeks before. So it's it's not the issue really, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would suggest we stop promoting your event is a week away. That's how you want to talk. Let's say you have an event on 31st. I should be stop promoting today or, or 24th or 25th, you know, week away. Why? Because some people, you know, LinkedIn, people are not getting checking at real time. They were checking it two days, three days later. You don't want to miss them for the event, you know? Interesting. We are, so again, uh, this particular thing we're doing a little differently. We actually do relatively short term because we found out that people forget. Like if I book an event three days out, I'll probably remember. If I book an event two weeks out, uh, me personally, and we kind of learned from data that people forget. So unless you're going to remind them at least two or three times, they will not show up to an event they actually wanted to attend just because they didn't put it on a calendar because they signed up on it on LinkedIn they forgot to sign up on Zoom. So again, now the little trick you said will solve that because it will have an invite from Zoom that will solve the problem. So I really like that part. 
Zoom uh, has a weekly reminder, 24 hour reminder, one hour yeah, no, reminder. Real time, yeah. Okay, that helps. And plus, you can also follow follow up with, with them on LinkedIn. Hey, keep an eye on a LinkedIn, you know, link from the Zoom. So kind of remind them the other way, you know. Okay, two final questions, more very specific about the business aspect of your business. First of all, when when somebody hire you, do they hire you for the volume of people you will address or for the volume of people you will deliver on, again, whatever whatever conversion that happens to be, you said about 30%, but it doesn't matter what the number is. So do you guys commit to, yes, you're going to get 1,300 people to your event or you going to commit to, I will approach 200,000 people, whoever, based on the target audience I give you? Great question, Isar, again. We do two things and we do it very well. On the introductions, we commit to the number of introductions. Got it. Okay. On the event, we commit the other way around. How many people we are outreaching to? Got Not it. how many people are going to register and show up. Why is the difference? Probably thinking, why is that? You know, that's yeah. your follow-up question. Why is that? <laughs> because link event, our job is to outreach to that person. And because they're time sensitive on a certain time, they may be traveling, they may not be available, something yeah. happened in family and all that stuff. I am done really, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you are not flexible on that time at all. You because you are say, take it or leave it. This is the time I'm available. That's the event mean, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then I don't know. Understood. Makes sense. That's right. Because we have a manpower involved. And of course, manpower has a cost involved. So that's why we kind of mimic that uh, you know, outreach to the event, whatever the sizes we charge on that. However, on introductions, we guarantee the number of introductions we promise. You know why? Because there's no time limit on that. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I totally understand. It makes Now it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So the, at the end of the day, we want a mutual win. So if yeah, yeah, yeah. it wins sure. and we win. If one person is not winning, it could be client, it could be me. This won't go along anyway, you know. So for sure. Makes perfect sense. I, I think this is brilliant, like absolutely brilliant approach on how to again, how do you scale building relationships when your time is limited? Which is really I, I think in today's era, it's the biggest trick of growth of business because. Every other methodology, whether it's it's ads or organic or content creation or whatever, A, is extremely time-consuming, and B, has diminishing rate of return. Like you can scale, you can scale ads very, very quickly, but very quickly you get to the point that the math doesn't work anymore and you can't scale it further. Unless you're selling stuff that is really high ticket item with really high margins and then you're okay, then you're one of the lucky ones that has that opportunity to say, okay, I can spend $100,000 to make $200,000. But if you don't have a $200,000 ticket item, well, you cannot spend $100,000 to get there. So I think it's a brilliant approach. I, I already understand that you're very much a, a tech guy that really loves processes. So I'll ask you a question I love asking. What other tools, gadgets, widgets, books, systems that you use or that you've read that you want to recommend to people that can help them in business in any or in personal life in any kind of way? Hey, look at typically I'm like I'm not really I'm a very focused person. If you ask me, I don't really use too many tools, you know, because more tools you use, 
what the distraction you got. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> because we, I'm always on a meeting after a meeting. Yeah. Focus is how can we, are we on the track to deliver the results? Are we over delivering or under delivering and we need to fix something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where my, my more focus is. When I have more time, my tool is go for a walk for two hours or one hour. That's nature. Okay. That's, that's a great, that's, that's a where great I tool. spend more time, you know, and also I'm, as you said, I'm host of a podcast, you know, growth hacking secrets podcast. So we interview guests like you. So that, that's another my tool. You want to build a relationship, get on a podcast like SR is doing yeah. it. That's amazing. Amazing help you to, however, it requires a lot of commitment and consistency and, and that helps you to learn a lot from the guests. Absolutely. Sadiq, this was fascinating and brilliant. If people want to get more of this, so you already shared that you have a podcast, so just share again where it is, but then other things on your background, there's a book and, or any other place, websites. And I, and I know, like, I'll say something that really, you said that in the beginning, if you go and visit Sadiq's page, he has a list of literally every platform out there today. Some I've never heard of that he has presence on. But I'm sure there's ones you prefer that people will contact you on. So if you can share that, that would be great. Here's a secret one, LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Mohammed Sadiq from Atlanta, Georgia, and the co-author of New Success Secrets, How to Build, Run, and Manage Unstoppable Success Teams. My website is meetsadiq.com. In case you are listening in and not, you know, you can't see the background, is M-E-E-T-S-I. DDIQUE.com. LinkedIn, I'm available to. I'm in Atlanta. So when you put Muhammad Sadiq in Atlanta, you will, I don't think so. There are many like me, you know. <laughs> Happy to help anyone, even though you, you may want to become a client or not, that's okay. If I can add value to you, what you're doing, and you want me to check on how you're doing something and you're stuck, you just need a little help, you know. Happy to help. Don't worry about it. People love to buy. They never want to be sold. I believe in that and I practice that. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. This was really, really valuable and really fun conversation. So I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing with, with us. Thank you, Isar, for the opportunity. And thank you, everyone. Glad to be with you. Your business growth is my number one priority in this podcast. To do that, I want to bring the biggest names that I can and get you practical tips as frequently as possible. And you can help. Visit Apple Podcasts right now, subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast, and I would really appreciate it. And if you want my number one tip for business growth acceleration, visit growthaccelerator.biz right now. Yeah.